appreciate the invitation to be here. And um, um, he was talking about good weather in the 70s. Uh, over the last few days, we've been all over the place. We flew out to California last week on Tuesday, preached Tuesday night, had service Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday night at a meeting there in California. Came back, preached Sunday night, <clears throat> I'm, yeah, Sunday morning, sorry, and um, God did some wonderful things. Three people received the Holy Ghost that day. We're grateful for that. Amen. Amen. Several others decided it's time for them to go down in the water in Jesus' name. So that was beautiful. Amen. And then we came back home, flew back in yesterday, and uh, laid my head down, got my head up, and here I am today. <laughs> so we've been traveling a little bit, and uh, but the weather, the weather out there was beautiful, believe it or not. Well, the reports from home were, uh, what were they, 30s and 40s or 30s and 20s or whatever. We were, they were called, texting me saying, man, it's cold, Dad. When you come home, you're going to come home to some freezing weather. I said, well, y'all just hang on to it. Don't ruin my time. Amen. We were having a great time in California in the 70s. And so it was, it was beautiful, but... Uh, God has helped us to get back home safely, and we're grateful today for all of that. But um, grateful for the friendship of your pastor, known him for a while. Uh, I believe I believe y'all were married when when we when we met, so that's been a little while. But uh, anyway, I've often wanted to come here and see what was going on, and I am here. Here I am. Here I is. <laughs> And uh, beautiful building, and I see you guys are working back here. That's good, and uh, we 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 look forward to seeing the completed project. Uh, I'm I'm a little bit jealous because y'all have some things here that we don't have at our place, and that's the the monitors you have up there and the the fancy uh, touchscreen monitor here in the pulpit and. All the fancy stuff, the drum set, electronic drums. This Bose here is wonderful, man. It's pretty cool. You got it. I mean, you just right, right here. I can't help but hear myself. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, it's it's nice. I like what you got going on here. Beautiful place. And uh, God's in this house, and I'm expecting the Lord. I felt the Holy Ghost today when I was praying in here, so I know the Lord is in this place. I know he wants to help. And uh, while I was thinking about this service today, this, this came to me, and uh, so I'm going to do my best to help you and uh, preach to you what God has put on my heart and stirred me with today. Amen. And uh, I want to help somebody, and uh, all is well. Look forward to the day that maybe we can, well, I'll just wait on that and I'll talk to him personally, privately about that. I won't, won't throw that out there just yet. So, But anyway, you'll hear about it in time. But uh, God's good to us, so if you will stand with me here today, I, I want to go to a, few, a couple places in Scripture, amen, Acts chapter 1. read in uh, verse number 8, and then we'll move down to the second chapter of Acts, and then we'll jump around somewhere else and see how the Lord puts this all together. Acts chapter 1, verse number 8. My brother always wants to call me when I'm but ye shall, he needs to be in church is what he needs to be. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. 
Amen. Go over to Acts chapter 2. Amen. And uh, we'll, we'll read from there. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. One more place, please. The book of First Kings chapter 8. Amen. I know we're bouncing around, but I'll tie this together, Lord willing. Amen. By the time I'm done here today. Book of First Kings. Amen. Chapter number 8. Let's go down to verse 54. Amen. Verse 54 says, And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying, all this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees, with his hands spread up to heaven. And he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice, saying, Blessed be the Lord that had given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised, there hath not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. I want to read verse 56 one more time. Blessed, this is what he said, Blessed be the Lord that had given rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he promised, that hath not, uh, there hath not failed one word, one word hath failed of his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Not one word failed, not one, not one thought, not one word, not one thing in other words, God doesn't fail. God can't fail. God makes promises, and his promises are yea and amen. Amen. God cannot fail, and his promises don't fail. And so that's what I want to preach to you about today, God's unfailing promises. Amen. God's unfailing promises. I just feel like tonight that God has made some promises to this congregation and I just want somebody to hear me when I tell you today that God will not fail in completing and bringing to pass his promises. You can take it to the bank. You can lock it down. It's going to happen. God's going to do what God said he would do around here. Praise God. Let's talk to him a moment. God, we thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I'm believing you today to help me. Use me, God, for your glory. God, I'm asking you today as I stand before your people, Lord, that you would fill my mouth with acceptable words. Give me the ability, God, to help your people today. You sent me here for a purpose, God, and I'm expecting you to bring it to pass today. Touch this group of people, Lord. Encourage their faith, God. Strengthen their resolve in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. God's unfailing promises. Amen. First of all, let me say that uh, by definition, the word promise is a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. 
Another definition for the word promise is a legally binding declaration that gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or to claim the preference or the performance, rather, or the forbearance of a specified act. When God makes a promise, you have every right to expect and to claim that that promise is going to come to pass. Amen. Promises. Everybody likes promises because it gives us a little hope, gives us a little insight, a little direction, helps us to know that something different is going to come to pass. Amen. It takes away the hopelessness. Amen. And it makes it hopeless or hopeful. Somebody once said that promises are made to be broken. And unfortunately, many times they are broken. But every time that they are broken, there is always left in its wake a consequence. Amen. It could be a physical consequence. It could be many times uh, an emotional consequence. Praise the Lord. And there are times when... Uh, uh, a broken promise brings about a financial consequence. Amen. That is all part of broken promises. But all it takes is one. All it takes is one promise to be broken. And when that promise is broken, trust has been compromised. And a skeptical spirit and a skeptical attitude comes into play. Every time that person who broke the promise makes yet another promise. And they're hard to believe in. They're hard to trust. Amen. And so then that's just life. But God moved on Apostle James one day. And this is the words that he penned. In James chapter 5 verse number 12. Above all things, my brethren, swear not, neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any oath, any other oath, but let your yea be yea and your nay, nay, lest you fall into condemnation. Why was this an issue? Well, simply put, it was an issue because he was dealing with fallible man. And every time a man is involved, there's a possibility for someone to have their feelings hurt. Amen. Although we were made in the likeness and image of God, there are still some very blaring differences between us. God is immortal, and we are mortal. God is righteous, and our righteousnesses are as filthy rags. God is holy, and we hopefully are all striving to be holy. God can do all things, and without him, we can do nothing. God is infallible, and we are certainly fallible. God's word is consistent, and our word is very inconsistent. God speaks, and his word comes to pass. Praise the Lord. When we speak, we hope we can keep our word. But when God speaks, it shall come to pass. Praise the Lord. Psalm 37 and verse Verse 5, I use a lot of scripture when I preach, so stay with me. Psalm 37 and 5, David writing, he said, Commit thy way unto the Lord also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Commit thy way unto the Lord, and trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Amen. Isaiah 46 and 11, just a portion of it. It says, yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. We understand that Isaiah was a prophet. Isaiah was speaking not of himself. He was not speaking with his own words or by his own mind, but he was speaking as God gave him words to speak. So when you read the book of Isaiah or any other one of the prophets, understand you're reading the word of God that came directly from the throne of God to the man of God 
into the people of God or the readers. And so again, these are the words of God coming through Isaiah. He said, yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. These are the words of God for the people of God on that particular day. And I just want to pause here just long enough to help somebody understand that when your man of God is talking to you, he's not speaking off the top of his head, but he has spent time in prayer. He has gotten a hold of God, and God is talking through him to you. So realize it's the word of God that's coming to me when he's preaching. Hallelujah, you've got to understand that. You've got to know that or you'll leave the church house only having been entertained instead of informed by the power of God's word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And so all throughout your Bible, all throughout your Bible, you can find over and over and over again where God made a promise and God also fulfilled it. All over the Bible is there. From the beginning to the end, it's there. Read it. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Amen. He fulfilled it. He made what would seem to humanity and sometimes, some cases, an outlandish promise. But yet he saw it through because he's God. Let me give you, let me give you for instance, what I'm talking about. To Abraham, this is what God said in Genesis 12 and 2. He said, and I will make of thee a great nation. Okay. This is Abraham hearing these words. I'm going to make you a great nation. Do you realize Abraham was a very old man at that time? So to him, it's like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. How? <laughs> like some of us sometimes, was that you, Lord? <laughs> was that you, Lord? <laughs> he going to make of me a great, me, little old me? How is that possible? And so he said, I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. That seems a little outlandish. He's, a, he's uh, what, 75 years old, an older man, and has no children, and now all of a sudden God's talking to him, and he says, I'm going to make of you a great nation. It's almost unfathomable in your mind. I can only imagine what Abraham thought when he heard those words from God. Then we get down to chapter 18 and verse number 10. And it says, and he said, I will certainly. First he said, I'm going to make you a great nation and your name is going to be great and you're going to be a blessing. I'm going to. Do all these things for you. And then he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. Now, if you, I don't know how familiar you are with the story, but if you go back and read it, you'll find that later, and this is what happens still today in our life. If we're not careful, we'll get in trouble with God. But this is but try, by trying to help God out. But this is what Abraham did. He found he found uh, Hagar. He went to Hagar and he and he found a way to to have a child through that, helping God out. God said, "I'm going to do it for you." He promised him, "I'll do it." And Abraham said, "Well, I don't understand how you're going to do that, God. But I tell you what, I'll do." Oh, don't get in trouble trying to help God out. Be patient and wait on him. Praise the Lord. Wait on God. God will bring it to pass. If he said it, he'll bring it to pass. Amen. He said, at the time of life, lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. None of this stuff made sense to Abraham because, oh, he was actually 100 years old at that time. And his wife was 90. So there's that problem. <laughs> There's that issue. He was a very old man, a whole century old, and he, he's hearing that he's going to have a son. And his wife, being almost a century years old, is going to have a son. How is that possible? Anyway, anyway, that's what he said. But yet God spoke it. God spoke it. And the day came when Abraham heard these words in chapter 46, verse number 3 of the same Genesis. 
God said, I am God, the God of thy father. Fear not, for I will make of thee a great nation. I will make of thee a great. You may not understand it, Abraham, but I'm God, the God of your father, and I said it, and I'm going to bring it to pass. I will make of thee a great nation. It's like God was saying, Abraham, first things first, son, before I can do anything further in our relationship, you need to understand three words. I am God. Before we can go anywhere, know this, I am God. And God's saying the same thing to this church here today. Before you'll see God do what he needs to do, what he said he would do. You need to understand that there's no limits to the God that spoke the words. He said, I am God. I'll do it because I can. I have all power. I have all authority. I have all ability. I have everything I need to get it done, and I said I'll do it. So I will certainly bring it to pass. I will certainly bring it to pass. I don't know the promises that God has made this man of God. I don't know the promises that God has revealed to this church through him, amen, and his vision for the church and the community. I don't know what that is. We haven't sat down and talked about it. But all I know is that God has given this man a vision or he wouldn't be here. And because he's here, he's obedient to the call of God. And when God puts a man in a place, God's got a purpose for it. And that purpose is to build a church right here on this corner and if the people of God will get behind the man of God get a hold of his vision and walk with him you'll see God bring it to pass promise after promise after promise God will bring it to pass you just need somebody to line up to his purpose hallelujah hallelujah you just need somebody to line up and to his purpose. We understand that God can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. That power is our faith. If we have enough faith to believe God to do it, then God will bring it to pass. Don't let your faith fail. If you don't have enough faith right now, pray in the Holy Ghost and your faith will be increased. Then you can trust God like you need to. Then you can see it come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter number 1. Verse number 20, it reads like this. For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Another promise was given in the book of 1 Kings chapter 8. I read it. It was part of our text. There was a prayer made by Solomon, and at the end of his prayer, he was reminded of a fact, and that is how he, that's how he uh, was, how it was described here in the scriptures. So I'm going to read it again, verse number 54 in, in, in 1 Kings 8. And it was so that when Solomon had made an end of praying, all this prayer and supplication unto the Lord, he arose from before the altar of the Lord, from kneeling on his knees. What a position to be in when you're talking to God, humble and ready to hear from him. With his hands spread up to heaven. Are you getting a picture of this? He was on his knees with his hands outstretched unto God, ready to receive what God had to say. And so he stood and blessed all the congregation of Israel with a loud voice. And this is what he said. Blessed be the Lord that had given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised. There have not failed one word of all his good promise. Amen, amen, amen. Solomon was remembering all the promises that God had brought to him and told him that he would do for Israel. And then he was kind of recounting all these things and reminiscing a little bit. And so with his hands outstretched and his heart 
full of thanksgiving, he said uh, these words, uh, amen, uh, that, that uh, there have not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. These promises began way back there with Moses. God made promises with Moses, to Moses, for the people. Moses did his part and told them what the promises were. And so they had to buy into it. And some of those generations from there to this time where Solomon came along, they hadn't seen yet those promises fulfilled. But, but they had happened. They died before they saw them, some of the people. But then Solomon knew, maybe through history or, or families talking about it or whatever, somehow, somehow it got moved down the generation of Solomon. And so here Solomon is, and he's recounting all these things that he had heard and seen, amen, even in his lifetime. And he said, there hath not one word fail. Not one of God's promises fail. Not one. How long did it take to get from Moses to Solomon? I don't know. It's a long time, though. Several people in between there, several, several decades, several generations probably had passed from the time God started making promises to Moses and brought Solomon into play. A long time passed. But every one of those came to pass. God did not let one of his promises fall to the ground. We don't know when the promises are going to come to pass. We don't know if we're going to see them, but they have been made. And if God made them, they'll come to pass. God will bring them to pass. Amen. You talk about keeping a promise. Nobody can keep a promise like God can keep a promise. Hallelujah. Amen. And if he said it, then it will come to pass. What God blessed, what God has blessed, no man can curse. And what God has cursed, no man can bless. Praise the Lord. This is just a God that we serve. Understand, he is a promise-keeping God. Promise-keeping God. Oh, God, help us today. Let's just pray for a minute. I'm, oh, Pastor Hilton, whatever God has shown you in a vision or a dream, you lock it down. It's going to come to pass. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, God is not going to fail the promises that he has made and brought to you. God is not going to fail you. You can take it to the, it's going to happen. Just give it time. Stay connected with God and let God do what God's going to do and you'll see it come to pass. that vision fade. Don't let it pass you by. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. God's doing something in this area. And he's going to use you mightily to get it done. I'm telling you, church, you need to get on board right now with what God is bringing to pass, with what God is saying to your pastor. You need to get on board, right? Don't hesitate. Don't play around with this. You'll break it if you do. But if you get on board and get behind your pastor, it will come to pass, and you'll see it right before your eyes manifest like a, like a, like a mighty miracle. Right before your eyes. But you've got to get on board. You've got to buy into it. You've got to get your heart in the right place. You've got to stay prayed up. You've got to get your attitude right. You've got to keep your attitude right. Don't allow divisions and schisms to come into the body. But get your heart right. Keep it clean. Keep it clear. And God's going to bring it to pass. Come on, pray. Talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God.
I didn't intend to go there. I didn't know this was going to happen. Trust me, I had no idea. Amen. But God's in this place right now to confirm his word with signs following. And he's bringing a, he's bringing a confirmation to your man of God, letting him know, I have not forgotten about you, Brother Hilton. I'm in this room. I'm going to take care of it. Just stay with me. My God, keep your hand in God's hand, Brother Hilton. Follow the Holy Ghost. Follow the Holy Ghost. Family of God, get behind your man of God. Why, Sister Shell, Sister, uh, Sister Hilton, get behind your husband. Kids, get behind your daddy. Help him push. Help him have revival. Y'all do this together. God's going to bring it to pass. Come on. I'm a nothing or a nobody. I'm just here trying to be a vessel that God can use. And right now, God is speaking through me prophetically. And if you'll just get a hold of what I'm preaching, get a hold of what I've said thus far, even up to now, get a hold of it and watch God do what he said he would. a touch of God in this place right now. Anything can happen right here. Anything can happen right here. If you just believe. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I come against doubt right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you, spirit of doubt, in the name of Jesus. I command you to bow your knee right now and leave this place. Get out of here in Jesus' name. You have no room here. You have no place here. Doubt and unbelief, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. God's got a purpose. I don't know the full story, but you know it. You know how you ended up in this location. You know how you got this building. God did it. God did it. God did it. What did he do it for? Because he wants a church here, and he has his hand on this. I've never done this before, but I need, I need the Hilton family to come up right here, right now. Amen. I'm just trying to be obedient to God. Please, every one of you, come right up here in the front. I'm going to pray for you. God's going to help you. God's going to help you. God's going to help you. Church, I need you to get on board and help me pray from your seat. Help me pray right where you are right now. Family,
Come on, you've been called and anointed for this job, for the task at hand. God has never called a person, a family, amen, a preacher to an area without equipping him and his family to do what he needs done. So prepare yourself to see it come to pass. I'm believing God to bring it to pass right away. And we'll start seeing it in the next few days. This weekend, why not? Believe God that people will come in through the back door that's never been here. Believe God that it'll come to pass. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, hallelujah. I completely butchered this message, but God is in the house doing what he wants to do. Woo, hallelujah. 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 Come on, come on. Church family, you're also a part of this. You're also a part of this. Get on board with your pastor. Get behind him. There's people you know that he'll never meet, brother. There's people you know that he'll never meet, brother. And only you can reach them. God's called you into this church for this moment, for this purpose. Immense, because there's people that you have influence over that nobody else in here will ever be able to meet. God called you for a purpose. He called you for a purpose. You're here for a reason. You're here for a reason. There's people just like you that came out of the same walk of life that you came out of. They're in it right now, and you know what it takes to get out of there. And so it's up to you to take your message, your testimony. Go to them and tell them that they can't get what you got. Hallelujah. Get on board. Shout out to the will of God for this church. Praise God. Come on, let's thank the Lord for what he's doing right now. I'm getting out of the way. Let's just thank God for what he's said and done here. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, lift your hands and your voice to God. Come on, pray it in, pray it in, pray it in today. Pray in what you heard. 
true, church. Be it unto me according to thy word, God. Come on, come on. When you come to church again, come with expectation. Come with faith, come believing, come expecting God to do something special and miraculous. Oh, expectation.
a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Church, you got to understand, God doesn't just step in like this and, and expect us to leave this place and just go about our life like normal. God let us know tonight that he's got a deeper place to take us to. But you can't do it going through the motions of your life like you have been. I'm normally I say I ask and I leave it to you. <clears throat> But I felt it overwhelmingly the last couple of, in the last several minutes. And I, I'm, I want every one of us, I know for some of us it's harder than others. But between now and Sunday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I want each and every one of us to come to the church and spend time praying in this sanctuary each day from now until Sunday. And I want you to pray. I don't want you to just go through the motions. I want you to pray until you touch God. You can't just come in and say words. I want you to pray until you get filled with the Holy Ghost again. Let God begin to work in your heart and your mind. So what's that going to accomplish, Pastor? Well, what it's going to accomplish is it's going to build an expectation in your heart and your mind that the next time that you come into this sanctuary, you're not leaving until you get the glory of God falling in your life again. And so if you don't mind, uh, I'm, I say here I go. I want you to text me when you come to the church and just say, Pastor, I'm, I'm at the church. I want to I'm come to pray. And I know we can pray at home, but there's something about coming to the house of the Lord and, and an asserted effort. I have one purpose in mind. I'm going to the house of the Lord, and I'm going to touch God, and I'm not leaving until I do. Amen. You know, Elder Howard came through one time in Olathe, and he preached a message and he entitled it, The Inconvenience of Revival. Revival never comes in a convenient time for you and us, you and me. But when revival comes, we better be ready. Because there's going to be souls that we're going to miss if, we don't, if we're not attuned to the Spirit of God. That's why I'm trying to turn up the heat. I, I spent time last night in the living room just 
crying out to God. I don't know how long I spent in there. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I just want you to know, I, I asked God last night, I want you to speak through Brother Hardman tonight. I don't care what it's, what it's going to happen. I need a direct word from God tonight. And we heard from the voice of God this evening. Amen. I know life is crazy for all of us right now. But I'm telling you, if you'll go above and beyond, get out of your comfort zone and press a little bit harder. They say in the, uh, in the bodybuilding world, no pain, no gain. And that's, there's, there's a truth to that in every aspect of life. If we want to grow in a certain way, we're going to have to put an asserted effort into it. Amen. And so I'm asking you, please, come spend time in prayer at the church every day between now and Sunday. And let's get a hold of God. I want to see the glory of heaven fall in this place like never before. Amen. I, I have... Elder Goff, which is Brother Douglas Goff's father, scheduled him back when we were in Jackson. I haven't talked to him, um, so I need to touch base with him. But if if things go to plan, then he'll be with us this coming Sunday. And uh, if things don't work out, then they don't work out. And and uh, y'all be hearing me preach, but we're just going to have church. The other thing that I'm I'm going to say is I've got a heavy burden. We've got to get a van, church. We've got to get something so we can get kids. We've got to reach these kids in this community. God hasn't shaken me from that burden. We're going to we're going to do it. We're going to start reaching Sunday school kids. We're going to have a blast, and I'm telling you folks, I'm going to I'm asking everybody. We're going to need your help some way somehow when we're doing Sunday school. I need you to jump on board with us, amen, whether it's serving kids, whether it's helping us corral them. I want to see our Sunday morning, Sunday school time turn into what our Friday night kids' church was, and we'll turn, we'll turn Sunday school into a kids' church, and it'll be a lot of fun, but I'm not looking for fun. I'm looking for these kids to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I tell you, I told Brother Cowan what my thoughts were, and he told me, he said, Brother Hilton, he said, I want you to know. I know a man in California that they've turned their Sunday morning service into a kids' church, and that's all it is. The whole church is on board. Everybody's focused on kids' church. Everybody's doing something with kids' church. He said, and you know what? It wasn't long that those kids got so excited about it that mom and dad wanted to come with the kids. And before long, mom and dads were coming and getting involved in the kids' church. And mom and dads were getting the Holy Ghost in kids' church. I believe God can do it. I believe God wants to do it right here. Amen. And so that's my that's my burden. That's my vision. That was great. It turned out real well for them. I don't know if it's going to be exactly like that around here. Every every city's different. Every church is different. But I want to reach these kids. I want to reach these kids. Amen. Thank you, Brother Hardman, for obeying the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Thank you for coming and being with us. I know y'all have been traveling. Amen. I really, really appreciate y'all being with us tonight. Amen. Let's come Sunday and let's have great church. Um, uh, I've got to, we've got to get the flooring. I did talk to the men from Olathe. About next week, we got nine of those guys coming down to help us. Next Friday night, I think seven or eight of them will be here, and then two more will be showing up on Saturday. Uh, like for all of our guys, they're they're making an asserted effort to come and help us. I think we sh- it would do us good to be here and make sure that they're they're not the only ones here working. Amen. And so they're planning to help us. We're gonna get we're gonna. We've got to sand this room, and in fact, I talked to you already about helping with that, and we're going to get it sanded. That way, we can. We only need one coat in this room, and we need like at least three coats in the other room, 
Um, and so we need trim work to be done. We're going to pick up the, I think we're just going to do the lower cabinets right now. Um, that way we're not breaking the bank. And then we'll, as soon as we can afford the upper cabinets, we'll buy them. Um, we're going to have a stove. But that being, the reason I want to do that is because I want I want to buy the buy the materials for that upright cabinet that we need to build. And so uh, we'll talk about that materials list. And I'll go get it either this weekend or the first of next week. Um, we're going to get the flooring. So by the time we get in here Sunday morning, I'm hoping to see at least all these walls painted. Flooring is in. And we got enough guys. We talked to them. I may have to buy some more smart siding so we can finish this other side it up. But they're going to have three or four guys outside working. And if we join in, that I mean, that much more work gets done that much quicker. So um, they got, they already got kind of an organization of how they're going to, how they do things. And so I figured, I know what we need to get done. We'll figure out how to, how to organize it all and, and we'll roll with it. Amen. Um, so next Friday night, <coughs> um, we're going to have food here. I forget. I think so. I, I'm not sure. I, I never text. I, I never I never message Sister Kim. Sister Kim is supposed to do a lasagna, and so I need to get a hold of her. I did talk to Christy about doing um, breakfast burritos so that we could just warm them up real quick and easy. Um, and then we'll figure out what else we need. Anyway, all right. Appreciate each and every one of you. God bless y'all. And uh, let's come back Sunday. Have a great church. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.